Hands and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Cougar preview show right here on the Zone Sports Network. Thanks for making this part of your day. Uh, big show coming up today from 2 to 7. And remember, we've got jazz basketball, preseason jazz basketball, which will get underway coming up on Saturday. Hey, your Saturday just got a little crazier. So you got Utah-BYU basketball. You got Utah up against Colorado. That game has now been moved to Saturday. It'll be a 10 a.m. kickoff mountain. You've got BYU and San Diego State. Utah State wraps up their season against Colorado State. Utah State is also playing Weber State in basketball. And you have a Jazz preseason game. Bam. How about that? That is a busy, busy sound. I want to write that down so you can keep it. How about that? Just off the top of the head, too. That was impressive. I would have really liked to had that Friday night game. Spread this out just a touch. Yeah. I feel like Let's pace ourselves yeah, here, people. We've, we, we've really just thrown it all out there in front of us in a day. That is the uh, – hey, by the way, how about that buffet I, I showed you? It looks delicious. Yeah, very delicious. Lloyd, I, I found a buffet in Vegas that's $125 a head. But it might be worth it. A lot of lobster. A lot of shrimp. Oh, I can eat. I could eat seafood all day. A lot of crab. All day. A lot of cups of warmed butter. Gotta take it. The thing is, you gotta take it easy on that butter a little bit. Do you? Because that, yeah, that gets the. Those yep quick. Yeah, but does it get the artery? That, I'm afraid that. Well, it's, I think. I think. I think that's not a. That's the least. We're not worrying about that if we're talking about this. It's starting to get. It's starting to get more and more difficult for me to breathe. Might need to slow down on the butter. You got the Rona? What's going on? <laughs> I just feel like I'm eating a lot of butter. Yeah. It's dipping dipping seafood in butter. It seems a little excessive, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's really good. You know, my little guy took a whole stick of butter and you're Did he? Spit it like a candy bar. Oh. Nobody ever took us up on that butter eating competition. Six sticks of butter in five yeah, minutes. I want no part of that. That's the current record. Six sticks of butter going right down the gullet. So, anyway, okay, but Lloyd, real quick before we get to this. Um, Unlimited like crab legs, unlimited uh, uh, lobster tail, and I think there was some steak in there too. Hundred twenty five bucks though, for one person. Would you do it? Yeah, and it looked like quality stuff too. I it think, didn't look. I think I'd do it. Well, there was a a place, a big chain that used to do like Krabby Mondays. Um. It's the big seafood restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah. They used yeah. to do a Krabby Mondays. It was all you could eat for. It was very. It wasn't even that. Really. It was like maybe forty bucks, something like that. The most I've ever all personally paid for a buffet is eighty-five bucks. That was the Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Was it worth it? Yeah. You don't need to have any of the rolls. Don't eat any rolls. Yeah. No. Stay away from the bread. Yeah. Cool, cool yeah. it on the soda. Yeah, and the soda. Get like uh, water. Just water. Yeah, but eat, I mean, a just, little sip here and there. Yeah, yeah. You, you just eat. Here's the thing: when you pay the hundred twenty-five dollars, all of a sudden it becomes a chore, because it's like I've got to make sure I eat one hundred twenty-five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat one hundred twenty-six dollars worth, because somehow you need to lose on this deal. I was, uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. You got to load up. Maybe bring some uh, Ziploc bags in there. Try to sneak some out. I mean, no, don't do that. No, I've always thought about that, though. Yeah. We saw a uh, elderly couple get thrown out of a casino because of doing that. 
Yeah, that's frowned upon. You elderly, you, you yeah, might they, even get oh, yeah. your, you might and get they, kneecapped. And they treated him like they were, you know, stealing chips off a blackjack table. I mean, they roughed him up. I mean, not. I mean, they just like grabbed him, like you're out of here. I mean, it's like, whoa, she's like ninety. You know that tool going on? they used to break the crabs? Yeah, that's going to get used on a a digit. Oh, that's possibly. sad. I hope they don't do that. They're just trying to get a late evening meal off of the thing. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're just they just need a nightcap. Um, who was it that stole some chips off the table? Anyways. Was it Oakley? Who who remember he was trying to get an extra hundred dollar oh, chip? Charles off? Oakley was it? It may have been him. Yeah, that buffet sounds delightful. Do you guys realize that you were a part of my worst buffet experience ever? Yeah, that garbage when we went to the uh, NAB off Fremont Street. Yeah. Well, anything off Fremont Street's gonna suck. They need a, a warning sign the, above the buffet where you pay that says this isn't worth it. <laughs> don't, don't buy this. You, you're gonna hate us afterwards. Yeah. Even their ice cream was terrible. It was awful. All right, hands and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 the zone. Cougar preview show. Time to check in with the defensive coordinator of BYU, E2 Iaki. Hey coach. Uh, we've talked this season a few times about the long drives. You guys have worked really hard to prevent giving up big plays. Last game, I don't think they had a play that went over 20 yards, but they were able to really chew up the clock. What do you What do you have to do to address that? Oh, um, you know, the the what we identified, um, you know, in the middle of the game was just that uh, this team we should have treated a little bit more like an academy school. Um, you know, they, they did a really good job. You know, obviously they've got a good offense, um, a great offensive uh, minded head coach. Uh, you know, they just they just found a couple things and a couple things that you probably would have been able to wrinkle out, um, you know, with a couple couple more days of practice. But don't don't want to take any credit away from them. I think the, the scheme that they run is good. It's fun. Um, I think you're going to see a lot, a lot more teams kind of go into that, you know, the uh, the uh, academy feel with a little bit more pass involved, and it's 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 a good scheme. And so, uh, you know, we didn't do a good enough job on the early downs, first and second down. You know, obviously we still gave up a couple of those big plays, uh, too many, too many seven, eight yarders. You know, um, that put it into second and short. And when you get an academy school um, that you know into downs like that, then they feel pretty good about just going running it on on. Uh, third and short as well as fourth and short they need to and so um you know as, as far as just addressing we came and watched film and felt uh felt like it was probably more of just an issue of uh of schematical things that we probably could have done differently but thought the, thought the boys played hard the kids played hard and it wasn't wasn't anything uh you know no personnel issues that's that's the thing that you look at it. and so we talked to our team about it as well felt like they played hard played tough there's then, you know, you play a good team that finds something, and they continue to expose it, uh, and you don't fix it, then you're going to give up uh, some of those long drives. So, uh, that, that answer your question? Yeah, I, I, it seemed at times that some of the guys were hesitant just because of the way the option was, you know, going, you know, and, and catching them out of position. Uh, yeah. You know, watching that as a coach, I, I imagine that was kind of tough just because you want your guys to be, be reactive. Instead yeah. of, I mean, playing instinctually instead of being reactive. Yeah, when when you're playing a team like uh, 
like that, a team that that puts uh, puts a little bit of stress on you with where you've got a if you're playing an academy school, um, you know, you go back to the fundamentals and you're saying your assignment is to tackle the dive, your assignment is to take care of the quarterback, your assignments for the pitch. And just uh, we were a little bit out of practice with that. And, uh, you know, as we went back and looked at the statistics of where we gave up most of the yards, we gave up most of the yards in the triple option stuff that uh, the quarterback was able to ex uh, expose or just make a play or have a guy that was a little bit, you know, playing in between the pitch and the quarterback and, and the quarterback was a good player that made some plays. And so uh, probably probably more attribute anything is just a little bit more out of practice. It's almost like it's almost like, uh, you know, trying to trying to get your players ready for Navy in a day, you know, it's just, there's uh, there's some things that, that definitely stuck out that uh, that we should have done better and you go back and you kind of write in your in your journal about uh, things that you sh could have done differently would have done differently in retrospect as you go back if you have a chance to do it again these are probably the things that you you do differently and so that's that's the way that we've got to look at it um, but I think the biggest message to our players and our team was that um, they they play their they play their their hearts out um, there was. There's no lack of effort all the way to the end. There's just uh, a, a good team who found a couple of things and just keeps some drives going. And and uh, you know, too many mistakes on in all three phases for us. We just we just weren't didn't look like the the BYU team that we normally are. Uh, we just look a little bit out of practice. A couple of mistakes, a couple of special team substitutions, and you know all those things. So um, you know, it ended up being what the what the game was. All right, question from Jake Hatch and then Dick Harmon. Yeah, Lisa, you partially answered there in your very first question, but I wanted to ask you how unique of a look was that offense from Coastal? It was it was uh it was very unique and I think uh, you know, just just like a lot of those academies. So we were we were we were more um we were more worried about the quarterback's ability to throw the RPO. That was just that was very dangerous as we watched film. We were like, okay, if uh, if these guys are throwing RPOs and we're we're a little bit quick to the run, that that could be something that hurt us. But uh, just like any academy school, those guys kind of find a niche just within within a blocking scheme or or an alignment or something. They continue to come back to it, and so they just did a good job, I thought, with uh, their adjustments and just had better adjustments than we did. And we kind of thought that we fixed a couple things, and when we came back to it, it just wasn't fixed. And so we we started playing a little bit more based. Uh, in the last couple series, which which worked better for us, but um, it's it, it's a it's a good scheme. It's difficult. It puts a little bit of stress on you when you look at a when you look at the academy schools. Um, the RPOs are not as dangerous. Uh, this quarterback was a good player. He's a kid that uh, has a good arm that throws on time. That um, the formations that they put you in, as well as their motions and and uh, the possible pitch guys, you know, just put a lot of stress on you, as well as just playing the dive and the run. And so. Uh, it's it, it's definitely a fun scheme to defend. Um, it's a really really good scheme, and I think you're going to see more of it. Uh, you know, people people are probably going to reach out to him, and and he's had a lot of success in all the places that he's been, and people are going to start doing it a little bit more because it it's it's a good scheme. And then just real quickly, the college football playoff rankings came out tonight. You guys dropped to number 18, essentially flip flop places with Coastal. They're 13, you're 18. Mm -hmm. What is your thought on these rankings? Do you? embrace it what has kind of been your mentality as a coach on all of this i don't i don't have any opinion <laughs> when it comes to any of that stuff personally <laughs> i'm i'm just i'm just the d coordinator just i think that's a good uh good question for the head coach okay thank you <laughs>
Coach, you guys actually did fairly well last year when you faced San Diego State. Uh, they scored a late touchdown, I think, but it was a pretty close game for most of the game. What do you see as you prepare for this weekend's game? Yeah, it's, you know, similar. I think the, the offensively they're a little bit different, but but a lot of the same concepts. Um, they're a team that wants to run the ball. They've got they've got quarterbacks that can run. Um, it's a it's a team that plays really well on defense and tries to keep the score close and, and see where they're at in, in the fourth quarter, which was exactly how our game ended up going last year. And so, um, you know, it's, it's going to, this, this game for sure is going to come down to us stopping the run. Um, you know, I'm sure they're looking at the coastal coastal film and, and trying to pick a couple things out that they think that they can take advantage of. And we've got to do a good job. Just, just making sure that our boys are ready and, and uh, schemed up to, to stop some of the things that they're doing uh, in the run game. Um, and put them into long yard situations and, and force force the quarterback to make throws to 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 win them the game. And so we've got to stop the run. It'll be the most important thing for us this week. You touched on this, but how the feeling this week after having gone through such a short turnaround with a travel day last week? What's the feeling like as a coaching staff now that you're back to more of a normal routine? Uh, you know, the the you put the game behind you. Um, you know, this is, I'm just speaking for myself. I, you know, you, you watch the game, you kind of soak it in on the weekend. Um, you, you finish watching it with your players, you talk about it and you start game planning for San Diego. So we start game plan for San Diego state um, on Monday and then uh, late into Monday night and deliver the plan to the players. And so for me personally, I, uh, you know, I, I put the coastal game behind me. I uh, took a lot of notes and a lot of things in the journal that I normally keep as well as, um, you know, you go back and you kind of staring at the ceiling at night when you can't sleep, just thinking about what you could have done differently and new things coming to your mind about maybe this, maybe that, or what if this happened, you come back and you write that in your notes, notebook. And then as soon as the players come into the building, it's, it's on to the next. And I think Kalani's done a good job of just getting the players just, Hey, we've, uh, uh, what happened happened is we lost and we've got to move on to the next one. And we can't, uh, we can't let any loss affect this next, next week's opponent. And so, for us as coaches, it's, it's exciting to be on to a new opponent, exciting to be playing football. Um, you know, it's, it's getting cold outside. And we're late into the year, but we're still playing ball. So I think that's, that's a success, and we'll just continue to, to uh, just focus on that, which is, which is the success of playing ball this late. All right, another question from Jake Hatch. Yeah, Lisa, you, you kind of mentioned that we're getting late in the year. This season is stretched on for you guys for a long time. You guys played Labor Day night, obviously, against Navy, and now you're c coming up on mid-December. How has the team kind of dealt with the multiple bye weeks and the unique nature of this season, in your opinion? I, th I thought the team's handled it well, you know. Um, it's uh, they, They've been uh, – I mean, the, the season was taken away from us, right, I initially, and so I think the excitement of being able to play – dealing with the bye weeks as they've, as they've come as well as just the new opponents as they've come has been has been a, a crazy bizarre deal but it's been fun just to just to play games you know just to play football and I thought I think that the players have been grateful had a, had a an attitude of gratefulness and just being able to, to strap it up and and uh, you know line up from across each other and prep for the next next week and and play and so uh, I found a lot of success this year in the way that we played, obviously, the team's playing well, but I think uh, for the most part, just just everyone's just grateful to be playing ball and whatever bye weeks we have to deal with, we deal with and and uh, move on to the next week. Then one more question from me. Of course, weather potentially coming in this weekend, you guys are playing late Saturday night, mid-December. 
most of the time people ask the question to the offense, how it will affect them with the weather. How do you feel it will affect your defense playing in weather? I, I don't think it's going to affect the defense at all. Um, we've got a lot of kids that have a screw loose on the defense. <laughs> I think those kids are the kids are going to be up for it. You know, they've got uh, they, they, there's there's a lot of uh, you know tricks of the trade now. You know, when you're talking about playing this late. Um, you never want to see a kid wearing the, the thick sleeve shirts out there. That's just kind of soft. And so we're going to continue to promote that and say, you can't wear sleeves out there. And there'll be a couple guys wearing kind of the tighter sleeves, but uh, you know, the trick that you got to do when it's, when it's cold like this is, is you put the tiger bomb on just to get a little bit of heat and then you cover it with Vaseline. And once uh, you start sweating, it gets a little sticky and it just kind of coats all the air and, uh, and it keeps you warm the rest of the night. And so a lot of the boys have been doing that for the last couple of years, and it works. Is that a good way to stay warm, apparently? Tiger balm? Never, I have never tried that technique. Yeah. Have you? Uh, nope. Nope. But but trust me, I was always about the uh, long sleeves. Now, granted, only played the high school level, but near the end of the year when it got cold, darn right I was wearing the long sleeves. Hey Lloyd, can you? What was the? Who asked that question at the back end? Can you play that from that question? I'm just curious on the question and and because it, I'd never even heard of Tiger Balm. Have you? If you could take that from the question, I just want to hear what the. He doesn't want guys wearing long sleeves though. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, now, what it's done is usually to alleviate pain. Its main ingredients help uh, relieve muscle and joint discomfort while providing a cooling sensation. And but but he said that that provides heat. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Well, there's some explanation on on what happened with Coastal Carolina and that offense. Okay, let, let me just—I I just want to hear this really quick. Then one more question for me. Of course, weather potentially coming in this weekend. You guys are playing late Saturday night, mid December. Most of the time, people ask the question to the offense how it will affect them with the weather. How do you feel it will affect your defense playing in weather? I, I don't think it's going to affect the defense at all. Um, We've got a lot of not going to affect him at all. Don't care about that, Ajay. Oh, boo! <laughs> Come on, that's not okay. <laughs> See that on-off button? Switch that thing off. What are you doing? <laughs> I didn't. Ex- I didn't see that coming. That doesn't matter, Ajay. Nobody cares about that. That may have gotten away from me a little bit. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, man. That was so good. Just wanted an update on the wind, not on his personal comfort level. Nobody cares about that, Ajay. Man. You know, I've started to do a kind of uh with you know, the incompetent uh line. But been, but vengeful. I've been kind of like doing a little bit of and with the uh the you know, the BYU fans that got grumpy, kind of doing a little uh Soul searching? Soul searching. Really? Yeah, maybe. Ajay, if you're down on the field, we have much of a wind at all down there on the field? Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares about that, Ajay. We <laughs> want to know about the wind. 
Oh, come on, Ituyaki, you missed an opportunity. <laughs> Nobody cares about that, Jake. So, yeah. And he still didn't even answer my question. I was asking about the wind. I didn't care about. Ajay, see that? Yeah, that on-off button. Let's turn that off. <laughs> He's your sideline guy. You told him. He was not our sideline oh. guy. We were just testing a mic. Oh, I thought he was your sideline guy. No. <laughs> turn that. Go ahead and turn that off. See Nobody that cares off. about that, Ajay. See that on-off button? <laughs> hey, boss, I had to put on a long-sleeve shirt. Nobody cares. <laughs> of a wind at all down there on the field? Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares about that, Ajay. <laughs> about the wind. Okay, well, wind's blowing east, uh, and yeah, it, there is a, definitely a wind. <laughs> he did give you an answer. <laughs> well, I had to dig a little deeper. Uh, yeah, definitely, yeah, that's it. Wind's going east. That's all I wanted to know. And then after he told you the wind situation, you're like, turn it off. Oh, but you're sitting in that warm studio, all toasty. He was chilly. He's a little just chilly little guy. He's, he's used to being in a laundry basket naked. By a fire. <laughs> By a fire. You, you put got him out, him out in the there. conditions and come on. Yeah. <laughs> got this long sleeve on. Thank the, goodness he brought it. <laughs> Thank goodness, because it's getting a little cold down here. I've got this long sleeve on, boss. Of a wind at all down there on the field? Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares about that, Ajay. We want to know about the wind. Okay, well, wind's blowing east, uh, and yeah, it, there is a, definitely a wind. Uh, <laughs> a little pause there at the end. Oh, so funny. Ituiaki's like, right, what? So, what no, we we're not doing long sleeve. Yeah. All right, Hans and Scotty, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Well, I do think that his explanation is uh, is intriguing. Um, they weren't ready for what Coastal did in their option attack, uh, assignment football. And what, what bums me out is I've, I've had things – on the sideline, you know, you come back to the sideline and they, they draw up some certain things. And it's sometimes you just got to break it down to base form and say, screw it. You stay with him. You stay with yeah. him because this is killing us. Well, he did say we should have treated him like a academy school. Yeah. Tough to look back on this one, man. That, that, that loss is going to hurt for a lot yeah. of years. Yeah. Andrew Reinhardt, kind enough to join us uh, from Wasatch Medical. A lot of guys out there dealing with some ED issues. And and I'm sure there's some guys out there that think, okay, you know what? Look, once or twice, I'll do a few more sit-ups, cut out the carbs, and things will be back to normal. It's not usually the case, is it? Not usually the case. You know, it's kind of like when our eyesight starts to fade a little bit. You don't all of a sudden, you don't, you don't eat more carrots, and all of a sudden <laughs> it, goes, it goes away. That's kind of the case with erectile dysfunction is – you notice the occasional failure, that becomes more frequent, and that is the path to more pills, more pills, more side effects. Think about this. Our acoustic wave therapy reverses erectile dysfunction by repairing blood vessels, and a few treatments, 10 minutes, uh, and you're done over about two weeks. A lot of guys say, well, this is going to be a treatment i got to do for life. i got to come in every month for the rest of my life. Not the case. Typically, a couple weeks a very easy 10-minute treatments is enough to repair the blood vessels and reverse the erectile dysfunction. Uh, let's not forget that ED doesn't just affect a man. 
it affects his significant other. At the end of the day, Wasatch Medical improves relationships by restoring intimacy. 801-901-8000. And the best case right now is just come in and get that free assessment. Yes, call us now. The assessment with the doctor will be free. The screening, he'll even do a blood flow ultrasound. That'll be cool. That's all free. Uh, We'll throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. I've never seen it fail. Uh, This is all free, and it's the first step. Give us a call now. 801-901-8000 right here on the Zone Sports Network. Let's go. The Big Show. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. I don't understand Devin Booker's recent tweet. Call me book or D-book, y'all. <laughs> Devin makes me uncomfortable. Why? It's your given name. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought, too. And, and hey, I'll, I'll call you book, I guess. I'm not into that. You know, you hear certain press conferences and whatnot, and guys are calling people by their nicknames and stuff. I don't think I would do that. If you get famous under a certain name, aren't you stuck with it? I mean, you don't <laughs> see Madonna coming out and saying, actually, call me Darlene. <laughs> Once you've reached a certain level in your name, like right there i think you got to stick with it whether you like it or not how about something like uh chester shadows the big show weekdays from two to seven on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network and Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Remember, big show coming up today at 2 o'clock. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson, and his 84-inch TV. It's big. What do you think costs more, his TV or his car? I think if you put the two of them combined, it would be the equivalent of the GDP of Nicaragua. It would. Yeah. I just think about how many. No, never mind. Yeah, I know. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah, that's. Hey, Scotty, I think we are now on the edge of figuring out who this BYU team really is. So I, I know. So Coastal Carolina taught us that they weren't as good as we thought they were. Correct. And I think San Diego State's going to teach us what type of fortitude they have. Like, are they? Can they recover? Are they tough? Are they mentally tough? Do they have good leadership? Are they even worthy worthy of a top twenty-five? Like, is it, or is this just a complete pretender? San Diego State's going to tell. They're going to teach us that because San Diego State will give BYU their very, very best shot. And we just found out today, talking with uh, one of their insiders, that. That they are going to be having uh, Greg Bell, the running back. He tweaked his ankle against Colorado State, but he expects him to be ready for that game. Only one carry against Colorado State. And then he said Jordan Berkshire would be their starting quarterback. They felt very good in his two starts, Colorado and Colorado State. Felt like he was good enough that he should be starting uh, and, and will do a good job against BYU. So with that being said, we know that they've got a good offensive line. We know they have a fantastic defense. They've got a good run game. So... This is going to be a really good test. We will get to know who this team is. I'm either going to lose a lot of respect for them or gain a lot of respect because this is not an easy situation for them to be in. Their hopes and dreams were just crushed. They, they, were, they were beaten, flat out 
demoralized, yeah. beaten. And to be... And I, I get it was just a yard away from a exactly. win, but that's not where that team was supposed to be. But I also think too, that, that, that that's going to... That might hurt as well, knowing that you were just a yard or two away from still being in the conversation and maybe even squarely being in the conversation of a New Year's Six. You're six feet away. Yeah. Two yards away. Heartbreaking. And maybe maybe that adds a layer that makes it difficult to come back from. Yeah. But I can't wait to see who they are. I can't wait to learn who they are. I, I can't wait to get a feel for who – Aaron Roderick is as a play caller, who Jeff Grimes is as a play caller, who Kalani Sataki is as a head coach. Yeah. How well they're able to reorganize this team and get them ready for one of the top three teams in the Mount West Conference to finish out a season after this devastating loss. Yeah. No other way to put it except for devastating. You're right. I mean, it is a very difficult way to try to regroup after something like this. So I I appreciate the fact that you're hesitant. I, I do. I appreciate that because I, I've i been on a field. I've had a devastating loss. I've followed it up with ugly play, and that stuff happens. Yeah. And it's weird. You don't mean for it to happen. And when you hear people talking about it, you're like, those those guys are idiots. Yeah, they, don't, would... they, they aren't on this team. They don't play football. Yeah. We've seen it. Way too much. It's not a myth. This is real. Hangover losses are real. Very true. And and if you can't figure out what it is that you guys are going to be taking the field for on Saturday against San Diego State, 7.30 kick, if you can't figure it out, what it is, that motivation. Because now it's not the New Year's Six. Now it's not for 1.4 million viewers. Now it's not for undefeated records and who's going to have the one loss and the no loss. Now it's for a little bit of pride. Now it's for, I guess, falling even further in the rankings and maybe a a worse bowl than what you've already been granted now. Yeah. But is that enough of, of an incentive to regroup? Well, now it's about pride, right? You know you're... You know, you're you're not going to a great bowl game. You know that you're off the national scene. There's no New Year's Six. There's no controversy anymore. It's all gone. So now it's about, okay, we played together and we've had a really great year. And to have a one-loss season is a re- really special season in the midst of all this COVID nonsense. Will we finish the season strong as the, uh, you know, Bronco Mendenhall Band of Brothers? Can we just go out there and play strong and make sure everybody know that that was a blip on the radar that, you know, that sucked. That is not who we are. But that's this not is who we are. Who we are. Yeah. The, this week is who we are. And I can, I've been in so many locker rooms and heard so many speeches from veterans. I can almost hear the speech. I, I can almost hear what, you know, Zach Wilson or Brady Christensen or Kyrus Tonga or Zane Anderson. I can almost hear what these guys are saying. We need to reestablish who we are. People need to know who we are. And we will not let San Diego State, one of our most heated rivals, one of the teams that despises us the most, that team, that community, that fan base, they hate us. They'd love nothing more to embarrass us further after what happened to Coastal Carolina. And when we all better put our foot down and stop that. 
I just hope it's not a lot of hollow talk. I've had hollow talk. And I, I, I've had that conversation where you think you're talking about it, but you're not internalizing it. And on the inside, you're like, what does it matter anyways? I'm, I'm going to be going to the league here in yep. a month. Yep. Like, what does it matter anyways? This is a terrible COVID year. Nobody cares. Or, or what does it matter anyways? I, this year of eligibility didn't count. I'm playing next year. So what does it really matter? Or, or what does it matter anyways? We're headed to a terrible bowl. How much? Okay, so I'll go try to pad my stats. But when you think that way, you get out of position. Like, there are so many bad ways to think about this as a BYU football team. And if they're not doing this the right way, San Diego State will be in this game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yep. And in if they're in this game in the fourth quarter, there's a good chance they win this game in the fourth quarter. Because if it's gotten to that point, you just can't flip the switch in the fourth quarter. You can't. Yeah. And there's this, there's this nasty hangover that you just can't break. The way you figure that out really quickly is the first couple of offensive drives, dominate, eat some clock, get some touchdowns, get a couple of defensive stands, you know, crack this defense. If you've got a code that has cracked this defense – then the offense will build confidence, and you can keep them on their heels and guessing, just like Coastal Carolina did to BYU. BYU needs to get the San Diego State defense guessing and on their heels a little bit. And Lloyd brought up this point earlier, and he's he's absolutely 100% right. San Diego State saw how Coastal Carolina did it to BYU. They they It was that extra shove. It was that extra bit of aggression. San Diego State's going to come out and try to do it. Yeah. And they're bullies. I've seen them. I, yeah. they, 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 they're physical, and they want to uh, – they'll run a little bit of smack. They'll shove you down, and they'll try to get under your skin. 100% on that. So we're going to learn a lot about yeah. who this BYU team is. I'm kind of – I'm pretty excited about I am, it. I'm actually really excited about this. This was a game I'd, I've had circled for a while because I, I felt all along they'd beat Boise State. Now – and that was even with Bachmeyer. And BYU was – able to easily handle them without uh but this was the one i thought could be the big challenge for byu and uh it'll be fun to see how they handle themselves all right 146 final segment next big show coming up in about 15 minutes from right now here on the zone sports network the zone sports network is utah's number one choice for sports radio in utah from dj and pk to hanson scotty and the big show with gordon monson and jake scott the zone continues to dominate the competition thank you to all of you that continue to make the zone sports network utah's highest rated most listened to sports station your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here 97.5 1280 the zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hanson Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what you want. Uh, you want to save your uh, prediction until pregame, or you want to uh, give us a thought on how you think that's going to play out? Typically, no. 
and, and you know, typically I give my prediction out on the on the Cougar preview show, but I'm a little bit more reserved right now. A little bit more reserved. There's so many questions in the air. I this is a better BYU. This BYU team is a better football team, and they should absolutely beat San Diego State. I just sent out this tweet. It says, this BYU football team has a great opportunity to show football fans who they are Saturday. SDSU fans hated us when I played there and always gave us their best. Brady Hoke will have this team ready to fight. The defense is nasty like Coastal Carolina. How does BYU respond? We'll see. That's my tweet. I know it's not the most informative tweet, but it's my thoughts right now. Let's see. And, and yeah, there might be people out there thinking to themselves, is this Ants challenging this football team? Yeah, a bit it, it is, yes. I know that some of these coaches see my Twitter account. I know that some of the players see the, this Twitter account. What, whatever it is, whatever they need to do internally to not lay an egg and to not have a repeat, they better figure this out. If they lose this San Diego State game, this is a throwaway year. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's already to that point. This one loss, you know, where the schedule was so weak, this one loss is already it's already like, yeah, well, I guess we'll just never know. You know, this this team, it doesn't really stack up against any of the great teams that BYU's had, because really, who have they beat? They haven't beat anybody. That's like, well, you could stack this team right up against that 96 team. Now, that mm-hmm. 96 team had some really good wins. Yeah. You could stack it right up with that 2000 team. Even the Mount West Conference schedule they played was better. By a lot. By a lot. Yeah. So, my, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a little bit of a goal here. It, you, you better respond well. My gut tells me that Zach Wilson is a nasty dog and is a fighter. And he is going to want to show everybody who his team is. Not who he is. I think that he wants to do this for his team. He already knows he's proven himself. Yeah. I think that Zach looks at the the garbage that's being talked about on this team right now, about this team, and I'm sure he's like, yeah, we'll show him. We'll figure this out. And Zach can make you look stupid. I would hate to play against that kid. I'd hate it. He could make you look stupid. Like, for instance, you think as a defensive end, you've got him on the lead and you're running him out of bounds and all of a sudden he stops and drops a shoulder on you and pops you. And even if you don't fall down, he he, he pops you because he's tough and you're stopping like, oh my gosh, yeah. I look really stupid right now. Zach has that ability. So I hope he does that to San Diego State. I think he can. Does this BYU defense have leaders? that respond that way. Kairos Tonga has to be embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Kafusi needs to be embarrassed. Isaiah Kafusi needs a to team. be very yeah. embarrassed. Zach Daw yeah. needs to be very embarrassed. My gut tells me they respond well. I think, too. I, I, I don't know. I'm thinking 24-14 range, BYU. It's not a high-scoring game. Look at taking the under. I don't know what the line is, but. The line's going to be above 50. Yeah, I'd take the under on it. Don't you think the line will be above 50 with BYU's offense? Yeah, but I, I think, look, San Diego State's off defense is the real deal. 
It really is. And so I, I think it'll be a lower scoring game, uh, but I think BYU wins it by 7 to 14 points in that range. Right now it's set at 49. Yeah. Over, under. Under. Under the 49. Under the 49. All right. Wasatch Medical uh, and Andrew Reinhardt hanging out with us today. And uh, Andrew, can't thank you enough for helping out so many of our listeners. Uh, I know that uh, it's not an easy topic to talk about, uh, but there's relationships at stake here. There's marriages at stake. And, uh, and I know that you've done a lot of good work to help out a lot of guys. Yes, we have helped so many guys with erectile dysfunction. That would be young guys, older guys, every kind of health condition. And you're right. It is about relationships. Sometimes we say, well, the man is suffering so much, he's got ED, that must be so difficult, and it is. But he also has a significant other in the picture. This is about relationships, and this is a very important, maybe the most important thing in a lot of relationships. So let's get the ED taken care of. The acoustic wave therapy is clinically proven to open up and regrow blood vessels, so it leads to more blood flow. And pretty easily, by the way, the typical guy does a few short 10-minute treatments over about two weeks. So right about Christmas time, you could be done with these treatments, no more erectile dysfunction, and no more need to take the pills. And again, I think it's really important that you bring this up or that we talk about this. There's an end date to this. This isn't a continual year after year after year. As you mentioned, you're looking at about a three-week process. Yep, absolutely. And we're talking long-lasting solution. So you don't have to come back every year. Unlike the pill, which you're taking for a lifelong, this has an end date. You're right. It's very quick, very easy. 10-minute treatments that don't hurt to get your love life back. I'll tell you what, uh, we've changed a lot of lives. And let's start it all with a free consultation, 801-901-8000. Make that phone call right now. And the and the consultation with the, with the doctor is free. Yes, it's free. The exam, the blood flow ultrasound, even a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. Call us now, guys. All of this is free. 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Big show coming up next.